Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and the guy who ends every conversation with the phrase, Wakanda forever. It's a little confusing for people, but he does it. It's Jack Ultraman. What's happening, Jack? I'm here. I'm uh, doing great. Um, enjoy, enjoy this. I enjoy this movie so very much. Uh, this is one of those movies uh, that, much like... Hear me out when I say this. Much like for me, much like Ant Man and the much like Ant Man, much like um, Doctor Strange, Black Panther comes at this thing from a whole different direction. Oh, yeah, because at this point we'd seen you know the Captain America stuff, we've seen the Avengers stuff, we've seen Thor uh, and Iron Man, and so now we we're getting to fill out this universe, and it was. A much needed character. Black Panther is a much needed character in this universe. So yeah, there's a lot of Marvel fans that have read a lot of Black Panther over the years. Um, newer comic book character, right? I don't think he goes back as far as like Peter Parker. He's been like around that. a long time. He's not. Yeah. Uh, but very few people have been around as long as uh, Spider Man. Spider Man does whatever Spider can. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look up, or if you want to look, it up. I'll look it up. While yeah, we're I'm, I'm interested here. to see when he became a character in Marvel. Um, I'm guessing maybe 70s. I. I know it was in the sixties. A look in the Black um, Panther. At any rate, I, I totally agree, and I, I think one of the things I like the most, and probably what I mean, I'm not anywhere close to being alone. First on this. appearance, Fantastic Four number fifty-two in nineteen sixty-six. Wow, sixties. Okay, been around a long time. Yeah, almost as long as Peter Parker. Big deal. Um, so because uh, 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 first appearance of Spider-Man was Amazing Fantasy twenty something, twenty-seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he wasn't too far behind. Anyway, um. So, yeah, I think a lot of people were anticipating this. Um, I think he's he's obviously. I mean, it's impossible to talk about this movie and not talk about um, Africa or African Americans. Like, sure. I, I, it is it is very much a, uh, associated with that with that culture, and it doubles down on it. Like, I, I as much as I thought it was going to be. First of all, let me say this: I did not watch this movie until last night. So, <laughs> so just so everyone knows, sure. I'm like, I'm coming off of an extreme high because I just watched awesome. it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. and um, I had seen all 21, 22 of the other Marvel movies. This is, was literally the only gaping yeah. hole in my Marvel watching. And uh, I don't know that I've mentioned this on this podcast, but I'm a huge Marvel comic book fan. I've read. Um, Probably well, I would say probably at least six hundred or six hundred or seven hundred Marvel comics. So wow. I've read a lot of comics and most of them Marvel. And I've never read a Black Panther comic, but I've read you know he's been in a lot of the comics that I've read, like Avengers and stuff like that. And so 
I am familiar with the character going into this movie. And of course I'd already seen him in some of the movies sure. that came out after black Panther. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and before in a supporting um, role. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, for whatever reason, just never saw this movie when it came out in theaters. I could, I couldn't make it work. I, I would have gone on day one if I could. And then I don't know why I've just waited this long to see it. It's been out for, for two years now. And I just now coming around more than two years now coming around to it. So now that it's on Disney plus, it's super easy to, to just fire it up and watch. And I watched it last night and Holy cow, I waited too long to see this movie. Yeah. It's really, really good. <laughs> um, it is, I like the, eth- I, the ethnicness of it. I like way. that too. And I like that they did a lot of good honor to that character and they made him really strong and they made him really powerful. And they, um, uh, they, but they made him. They made him have some human weaknesses, and they really told the story of Black Panther pretty well in it. Um, and it is one of those movies that really resonated with people. And honestly, back in the day, I don't know, back in 2018, you could go to these things called theaters and watch movies. Oh yeah. And so people went and watched this. Went and watched this movie multiple times in theater because 200 million dollar budget, 1.3 billion dollar box oh, office. My gosh. Huge, huge Marvel movie, and um, wow. People dig it, and it's supposed it, to have it, a sequel in 2022. Oh, nice! So we'll see how I'm we'll see how that, that works out. Uh, it broke records when the, I remember the, this movie. When this movie, even before the movie came out, it broke records for pre-sales. I think at the time, and maybe it's another movie has beat it since then. But in 2018, I, I think it came out in February or something of like that. February year. 16th, yeah. Um, like even by like December, January, they were like, "Yeah, Black Panther has already blown away every record." Like it, it had beaten Harry Potter, it had beaten every other Marvel movie before it. Yes. Um, as far as how many tickets that that movie was selling, so. Which I mean that that says something like I think people are are drawn to just something that's different, um, and I think that's why Ragnarok did so well. Yes. Um, but like I think I, I I never get tired of watching any of the Marvel movies, but the ones that I go back to the most are the ones where I can I feel like I'm learning something that's more than just the character. Sure. I even though this is a fictional country in the real continent of Africa and it's involving very, a lot of fiction stuff like vibranium. Right. I, I feel like I'm learning a little bit about African culture and just, um, you know, the, these tribes that have these, you know, emotions and opinions and stuff that are maybe different from American culture. Sure. I, I think it's very appealing, even if you don't like Marvel stuff. I like the way that they uh, created this culture in a way that, that um, it's, it's advanced in technology. It's, it's hidden itself from the world. Uh, yeah. to protect itself and its traditions. Uh, it's uh, yet another uh, character created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And okay. uh, he, Stan Lee, is one of those people that he did. He never shied away from uh, breaking a mold, from being willing to press an envelope, from being willing to um, uh, do something that maybe at the time, especially, I mean, 1966, uh that was not. That was probably a little bit taboo for him to create a superhero that had that's an African American MLK uh, descent. Junior assassination was what three years before. Before, yeah. So I mean, this is this is a a very tumultuous time in our history as far as like race relations and stuff yeah. like that in the 1960s. I, one could argue it's still just as bad now. <laughs> Maybe not just as bad, but it's it's still bad. And um, well, I mean, it just uh, things evolve and change, and so like our our reactions to things are different and that we're, we're let's let's we're, just we're in the middle time wise we're in the middle of a like, really weird racial call, let, i mean let's just mention the elephant in the room like we're we're recording this the week we didn't do this on purpose but like we're recording it the week of the minneapolis um 
shooting and the riots and all that kind of stuff. So if you're listening to this, like well, three, three months in the future, that's George, what's going on right now. George Floyd being, I mean, just essentially choked out and killed. I yeah. mean, that's, and I'm not, I'm sorry. I said shooting, but that's not, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but senselessly and like, and, yeah, and yeah. honestly, like over, uh, essentially $20. I don't know if you, if anyone's ever really focused on that, but like he died for 20, basically over $20 and not his fault. Oh yeah. Like, like it's really weird. Like yeah, it's, it's really, really weird. Like, um, Th- this it's a reaction. The reaction that he, he got, he was given a reaction on something that was like completely, like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. A violent reaction based on, and I'm gonna get in the weeds here, like on this, but like a violent reaction to a completely a nonviolent thing that he was a, a nonviolent crime that he was accused of. Yeah, which is really weird. Which is like of using a of trying to pass a twenty dollar counterfeit bill at a store yeah and that resulted in him i'm like i'm gonna, anyway. give, my, I'm gonna give my like 30 seconds politics and then we'll get we'll get into well the, it's not but, politics like i'm yeah. I, i'm not no, doing this politics I, I, sorry, i'm I saying meant, it as I meant, uh, current events as as politics or uh, not even politics but as like just like human decency even like it's yeah. really weird here's, Go my, ahead, sorry. Here, here's my 30 seconds current events yeah uh it, this is this one is unique in the sense that he was already in custody. I, I think like every other oddly, like, you, you think of like the St. Louis and like and, and every other major city in America that has had like these sure. police brutality things like, against black people. Um, this one is unique in the sense that it's there's no like I was firing at him in self defense. He was going for a gun. Like there's none of that. Like he was literally in handcuffs on the ground right. when he died, and, and it's just like unbelievable. And, and I'll say this too, like the reaction. The re- reaction to it is, okay, well, he died at the hands of a police officer. That must mean that all police officers are bad. And sure. that's not true. Yep. Like, that's yeah, absolutely. absolutely not true. Right, right. Because for one, for one bad cop, I'll say it that way, that, way, that goes, that makes a really stupid, dis- I mean, just the most unbelievable. Yeah. Because that guy at that time isn't thinking, oh, I'm going to kill this person. Yeah. I, He's I, just thinking. I also believe that. Who knows what? I mean, but like for every one of him, there's guys, there's hundreds of others that would literally lay, have laid their lives on the line yeah. for any and, person. And I don't know this officer, but like I, I, don't. I would imagine that he's right now he's sitting in his cell thinking, I, I screwed up. Well, like, he's I, already I mean, gotten been charged with third degree, is it third, third degree, degree murder m- and manslaughter. So it's like, yeah. like it's, it's one of those where there's no wiggle room. You know, a lot of these, you, you had said political, I didn't mean to, to not jump on you, but like people politicize things. Oh yeah. That this has nothing to do with politics. Yeah. Like don't, don't cloud that. Cause it's, I could go in a whole other direction. It's crazy. With to, why it's not to do with politics. Cause if it I is think it's crazy to even make the statement that, that most police officers in Minneapolis are yeah. corrupt. Like that, even that's a statement too far. It's not, we, and we don't know. We don't live there, but I will <laughs> say this, that like the, the human part of it in general. Yes. I mean, let's just, yeah. Come on. Like, the, guy, the guy made a huge, huge error here, and it's it's going to be... And maybe... I don't, we don't know his heart. We don't know his heart. Yeah. I'm a believer, so I don't know his heart to make a judgment. Uh, and, but I'm saying that, like, it could have been who knows what. He's having a bad day, and here's how I'm going to react, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, dude, like, that's... Slow down and think, because look at George Floyd in this situation. Yeah. I mean, that guy, like, all intents and purposes, he's a good person. I've yet to find out if the counterfeit twenty dollar bills really was counterfeit, and if he had anything to do with it being counterfeit. Yeah. And now it's unbelievable. Like, look Not at good. the uh, all tied off, all over twenty bucks. So there you go. That's my. I didn't mean to rant, 
but man, folks, I could go off and but, talk but, about it. And, I mean, we couldn't not mention that because yeah, well, it's, the, it's the timing of, of that thing with this, with watching this yeah. movie this week for yeah. me was was really poignant. And sure. add to that, I said this off air right before we hit record, but I'm also playing a, a video game called Mafia Three. Um, Mafia Three is a, a game about a black protagonist um, that's in like the crime world. So he's like part of like mafia relations and stuff like that in the 1960s, and he like literally just came back from the war, like Vietnam and stuff like that and served and then comes back and he's a black man in um, basically what is like a fake New Orleans. It's a, um, uh, like a fictional New Orleans called New Bordeaux and he's committing crimes and, and people already, they look at him and he's dressed the way he is and they just make all the, make all these assumptions and call him all these words that people shouldn't use. And um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing that game. Minneapolis happens and I watched Black Panther all in the last like three days. Yeah, and so, so, so I, I have a lot of this stuff on my mind. Yeah. But I think what the movie does really well, and it, I think it was great for 2018. I think it's it's even maybe more pal- palatable now in 2020, but especially with what just happened in Minneapolis. But it, it, is, um, it is such a rich portrayal of these tribes that go back thousands and thousands of years. At one point in the movie, and I don't necessarily... Agree, agree. I mean, who knows? No one can actually say definitive, definitively, but like one of the characters actually says in the movie, um, you know, didn't uh, didn't all all of humanity come from this continent? Like, like this was like the birthplace of humanity, yeah. and you know, it's maybe par- partially if you, true. But yeah, if you believe in the Fertile Crescent, if you believe yeah, exactly. in uh, Mesopotamia, or if you believe in any of the things that all these the life alleged i'm gonna say alleged because we don't know we, yeah, we don't no know one knows. we don't know but that it sprung from then yeah you're right then that's the continent that so it come from. I, I just thought it was really cool um i i love you already mentioned it but i i loved the juxtaposition of the tech like they're the most technologically advanced country in the world mm-hmm. uh but also have like these um tribal uh like ritual procedures that sure. they do and like you have to like get into like a hand-to-hand combat fight for the king to be the king of this kingdom and stuff like that. Like it was cool to see how they balance those, those, the, both the old and the new. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know. It was, it was great, but, um, I want to just kind of talk about just kind of our favorite parts of the movie. And then we can maybe talk about a few scenes here and there, but, sure. um, I think, I think the most interesting discussion to have about, about black Panther is, it's differences from the rest of the Marvel movies. Cause it is very, very different yeah. from anything else that Marvel's done. Um, and I think a lot of that is kudos to the director, um, like just going a different direction with the movie, but, and, and Kevin Feige for letting him like doing something completely different. And then, um, and then just talk about like things that we remember from watching the movie. Ha- have you seen it recently at all? Mm, oh yeah. We watched it, uh, less than a month ago. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, like things that stick with you, I think either visually or li- certain lines that were delivered or certain combat scenes. I, let's just start there. The combat in this movie is, yeah. is otherworldly. It's it, the closest thing I can think of to it. And this is, you know, a very close association because it's another Marvel property is the daredevil series. I yeah. think that the combat in daredevil is some of the You're most amazing the TV show. The, yeah. The, Not the Ben Affleck movie. No, I'm sorry. The the yeah the, sure. the Netflix series, <laughs> um, the Netflix series Daredevil has some of the most amazing like w- you know one camera shot for four minutes combat scene. I- I've never seen anything like it. And then I saw this movie and I was just like, man, they they definitely took a, a few pages off of Daredevil. I I thought the co- combat was so 
lightning fast. It's 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 kind of John Wick. It's yeah. it's, it's it's very like I can't believe humans are pulling off these moves type of thing. Right. Um, it's this aggressive, really uh, very, um, the stunts are awesome. And speaking of that, on the Horrible Movie Podcast, we interviewed at, I think it was Kansas City Comic Con, we interviewed, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, Hamid Reza Benjamin Thompson. Oh, yeah. Who's in Black Panther. Do the stunts in Black Panther. Do we know like if it was a particular... Let me f- look at the uh, site here. Let me see what we got. You go ahead and do your thing. I can't uh, remember how tall he was. He's been in all kinds of things, by the way. I'm going to rattle off all the things he's been. He was just a, it, it has him listed as stunt performer. He has been in the following. And so if you want to go over to the Horror Movie Podcast later on and listen to this interview, it's yeah. pretty good. I wish you could have been there to see it visually because he's jumping off tables. Yeah, He's he doing was, crazy, he was crazy stuff. He's in TV show Atlanta. Uh, he was in the uh, the movie uh, <laughs> Keanu. He also was in um, Logan. He was in Empire, the TV show Empire. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming as uh, Bokeem Woodbine's stunt double. Uh, he was in The Walking Dead. He was in uh, Black Panther, Infinity War, uh, Escape Plan 2, Hades. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Daredevil TV show. Wow, he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. Uh, he's done Avengers Endgame, Doom Patrol, uh, and the Watchmen TV show. And he's currently filming uh in post-production for suicide squad wow cool yeah we got to awesome to him. yeah it was it was it's really cool. neat to hear him go back and listen to that interview because he he gives some really good insights unbelievable in that athletic world. too like it's crazy yeah. athletic so anyway there you go um speaking of i mean to stay on the on sure. the stunt double thing um the car chase scenes and just like anything involving vehicles and stuff like that was absolutely amazing oh my amazing. gosh yes. that, that scene where um his sister i'm i'm i, I need to look up some names but um, sorry Shuri, yeah, where Shuri jumps into that virtual car yes. and like basically drives an unpiloted car through Korea, and the vir- South Korea. Yeah, and that virtual stuff comes in handy at the end for Martin Freeman's character of the, the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, so. he gets into like this. Um, yeah, uh, pl- it's like a sh- plane. I don't want to say plane, but it's like a a jet. Yeah, it's like a Quinjet, but it's like yeah. a jet. Uh, you and I were talking over lunch, and you had mentioned Okoye, Dude. Um, who's who she is. Is, the is she baddest. doing her own stunts? In this movie, I don't know. I, I would Possibly. like to know that she is he. She is amazing. She is and amazing. I, honestly, like if it wasn't for take T'Challa out of this movie and make her the main character, I, cool. I might have been almost as interested, honestly, as watching T'Challa. She is super. She tough. is phenomenal. Yeah. And I was not prepared. Here's here's one thing that I, I I think was either not mentioned to me or or completely undersold. This movie is more of a team, like a team up, um, a team of superheroes than I was expecting. I literally thought it was going to be Black Panther against the world. And no, he's got a, Wakanda is filled with a lot of character and yeah. a lot of characters and the different tribes have their own flair. And then, um, then you add in the antagonists of the movie. Really two antagonists. Like, yeah, there's two because Sebastian Claw, yeah. am I saying that right? Yeah. He, he's in it. And I love, uh, is it Circus? Andy Circus? Yeah. That plays Gollum. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, but he is uh, Sebastian Claw. And Claw... He, he looks great in this movie, and he looks super creepy, like in every shot. I well, love and it. Claw's character is a... Ulysses Claw. I don't know why I said Sebastian. Ulysses Claw um, is is a character in the Marvel Universe and has been around for a long time, and it plays a villain for a lot of different people. Uh, but he's ruthless like that, too. So I thought it was really, really Dude, well in, done. In his hand, we'll get into the CGI here in a second. I, I want to um, stay on the... 
some of the vehicle stuff and and combat stuff but um his hand like the the way that like his hand like separates from itself and then like literally a cannon like a hand cannon comes out of his arm yeah and then he just starts firing that thing i I was like that's one of the coolest things i've ever seen marvel do and it's simple it's just a gun but but it's a very cool gun and it's a part of literally a part of his body yeah um like it's and at one point black panther uh you cut it off like he pulled in one of the other marvel movies one of the other oh, Marvel who? movies when it got cut off. Yeah, I don't remember. Was hey, is it, it in? Is it Winter Soldier? I think so. The, the, there's a flashback in this movie to when T'Chaka dies in the in, as a part of that. Um, okay. UN, uh, is it UN or something like yes. that? Yes. He's speaking in, at some kind of event. And they and, blow up the UN event. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that's in um, Captain America Winter Soldier or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, it's not the... Um, I'm not thinking of the um, the one the uh, oh my gosh uh, Civil War. It's not Civil War, is it? I don't think so. Okay, so it must be Winter Soldier that he's in. <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm blanking on. I'm sorry. But anyway, it was it was cool to see that connection, like connecting to old Marvel movies that obviously I haven't seen in years because I can't remember the details of it. But um, to to go back and and kind of continue storylines and character developments that were made on previous movies. That's what's again, Feige your props to Kevin Feige and, and just Marvel studios in general. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable how they connect those storylines and make the, make you feel like you're really, uh, tuning into like a real world. Like this is the chronicles of an ultra, an alternate universe is kind of like what I feel like we're watching. And so, yeah, it was cool to see, claw come back and and oh you know his arm's gone but now he's super powerful because he has this prosthetic that can brandish a weapon whenever he wants and do it covertly and everything like that so cool. um more about the combat i i uh, there's a there's a part where he's fighting in like a a club basically like people are dancing and stuff like that and fight breaks out and um Mar- freeman what, what's his first name martin Mar- martin freeman is he he's the guy on uh sherlock holmes right yeah, he's watson so he is british this guy's British, right? Yeah, and he's had an American accent. He's Dude, an his American Am- his Secret American Service person or whatever he is. Was impeccable. Or a, a CIA or whatever he is. Yeah, um, he's an American CIA, CIA agent, and he yes. is his American accent is impeccable. It is. I would never have believed that he was British had I not uh, seen him in other stuff. Claw loses his arm uh, because he makes Ultron mad, and Ultron cuts his arm off. Okay, all right. Part yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't remember so that. So there you go. In which movie? Oh, good call. Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I have trouble keeping them all together. There you go. To be honest. Anyway, there you go. But um, yeah. So uh, he he's fighting him. He's fighting Claw, and Claw is like shooting, and all of his goons are shooting. You know, trying to kill both Black Panther and um the the CIA guy. Sure. And he like of course it's all very cl- the camera is really close to the action um black panther's just you know mowing down fools daredevil again daredevil style just taking out a room full of guys whatever and then he sees claw up on the balcony and he's probably 15 20 feet above the floor it's a it's a larger than a typical floor would be in like in a house or something like that and he he just vaults it like just jumps 20 yeah. feet into the air like straight up basically up to the balcony from the bottom of the of the club. So I, that kind of stuff is the athleticism and the, I don't even know how they filmed that shot. Like, was it, was there a rope? It didn't look like a rope. It looks like one. It looks like one shot. It doesn't look like there's any divide in it. So it looks like one shot, but it's gotta be CGI. Yeah. The, um, the cool thing I always thought about, like, um, and you see this in, was that in civil war? You see this where it's almost like 
these comparisons between Captain America and Black Panther in their overall abilities uh-huh. and how like and you don't really know it because you haven't seen the Black Panther movie yet. Is that right? Am I saying that right? I, I don't remember the timeline of when movies came out. <laughs> but he, um, you find out that his power comes from that uh, blue uh, mountain flower. Yeah, they call it the heart-shaped herb. Yes, or the heart-shaped like herb. And um, it's very super soldier serum. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Wait, you know what I like? Let's let's get on that um, sure. for a little bit. What I, what I like about the heart-shaped herb is that it, it uh anyone can drink it. Like it's, it's not like T'Challa himself has some superpowers that no one else can have. Like it's, it's literally like do this seance, this, this ritual type of thing. Um, we basically kind of put you under almost like a pseudo unconscious state. And, and we have to do all these things in order to get you up to the point where you can actually be Black Panther. That's why we see Killmonger at the end of the movie to be able to go through the same ritual. It can be literally anybody. Right. Um, and I, I don't even know if you have to be of like Wakanda and blood. Like it's, it's, I think it's just, I mean, maybe you do, but it's literally anyone in the tribe that can do it. And, and yet when they go into those hand to hand combat, ritual combat things where uh-huh. like someone can take over the kingdom, yeah. they strip him of his powers. So they give him some other kind of, it's another herb or something like that, that basically detoxes Takes it away. him. Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. I didn't know that, I mean, I'm sure that's all that's covered in the comics, but I'd never read any of the comics. Yeah, so they do, all that they, they fight, and that's how they fight, making an even fight between the two yep. tribes. Yeah, um, and um, they say they say that he will be stripped of the of the power of the panther or something like that, and and he basically becomes like a, just a mere mortal. And then after he wins, they give him that power back by giving him an, another heart shaped herb. It's it's I think it's all that's super fascinating. And again, Wakanda's uh, technology is like advanced, so that's really cool too. So yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about the tech. What what were some of the technology things? That you I think were it's funny really cool? that like um, it's at this point in the universe, Iron Man is the top end of tech. Yeah. To the point where he's created, you know, uh, artificial intelligence in Ultron. Yep. And now you find out about this other place that no one knows about, that's not even been talked about, and it's like very comic booky to retcon a little bit and be like, oh, it's this imaginary place that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at some point someone talks about hearing rumors of said place, but anyway. Well, and it, I, I watched these out of order, of course. I, yeah. I, I watched Infinity yeah. War after the fact when there's a huge, huge Infinity War um, uh, battle scene in Wakanda and stuff like that. And um, so so everything I knew about Wakanda was from that movie sure. and everyone knew Wakanda and everyone, and everyone, they know where to go to fight all the Wakandans and stuff like that. Well, at the beginning of this movie, I was so confused because the news, like it's literally one of the first scenes you see in the movie. I think it's the first scene that you see in the modern day and it's, you're watching the news and they're talking about, Oh, Wakanda, the poorest nation on earth. And you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I was just like, what? Like, did I miss something? Like, why are they so poor? And it's like, oh, because they don't even know that all this, this yeah. whole city exists. Yes. Yeah, and they've kept it, like, <laughs> quiet. But then that brings up this idea to me. <laughs> How do you get to be in the highly technological part of Wakanda? <laughs> and then you do you not know if you're in the other part of Wakanda? <laughs> like Wakandans? Well, like, you're in the... How does the world know about Wakanda and know it's poor, but yet... There's a big chunk of it that's not, and they're in this city that no one knows about that's got this shield over it. Yeah. There's, they're, seeing, they're apparently seeing someone outside of that city that's in Wakanda, quote-unquote. Oh, oh, you're saying... Are those you, people actors? <laughs> Are you Okay, you're saying that how do they... 
how do you get into the club? Yeah, if you're one of those people <laughs> out there, like working the oxen. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, it's kind of you gotta be like, dude, I would, <laughs> why don't I get to be in there with the maybe, people? Maybe they don't even know. Maybe they don't. And then that's that's kind of cruel. Yeah, it is. Anyway, um, I digress. Dude, the tech in in this movie is is unbelievable. I as much as you, you watch Iron, the Iron Man movies, you're just like, wow, like he's this guy's a multi trillionaire. Yeah, and you have a Jarvis, and it's this artificial yeah. intelligence. But this and, whole and society, it's, great, but it's like the, the, yeah. none none of the Marvel movies, as far as tech goes, in my opinion, have come anywhere close to this movie. Right. Like, and I I would love to see a Black Panther two. So the end of we'll just go cut right to the end. I guess we're spoiling the whole movie. Obviously, you probably figured that out already. Um, the end of the movie basically ends up with him saying take the shield off. We're basically, you know, making ourselves available to the world. All of our tech is, you know, we'll teach you, we'll, we'll pass it on to right. everyone else that needs it. I'm very interested to see a Black Panther 2 where it's, it's obviously going to be post Infinity War and Endgame and, and the world has gotten drastically different. But I, I'm interested to see a Wakanda that's not in hiding anymore. And like, what what are they doing now as far as their interaction with the world, especially with their technology? Right. So... That that will be fascinating to watch, but yeah, I, the, it's because of their tech that they're hidden, that they're hidden from the world. Um, and their tech, though, has been brought on by the fact they have vibranium, which is this yeah. rare metal that they're so that they've kept under wraps so much that they have went through the world and picked any that's ever gotten out. They go and find it. Yeah, because they make that comment in the movie. Killmonger finds that. Gosh, it's like a spear tip or something. Like, or it's like a it's like a, a blade of some it kind. Almost like a pickaxe, but it's, yeah, it's yes. something basic. Yeah, and um, and they're like, oh, it's a piece that we weren't able to find, which tells you that like, they don't let any of their yeah at one uh, uh, vibranium out. At one point, um, Claw gets uh, apprehended, and um, I think it's the CIA. Yeah, it's the CIA mm-hmm. CIA guy that's that's uh inter- that's questioning him, and he says. He says he makes the line of like he says the line of something like um you know you you stole like eighty percent of the world's vibranium when you stole that one item and he's just like you think that was the most vibranium exactly, that there is yes. like <laughs> yeah. he's like I stole almost none of it that, like you you don't even know they've been mining it for thousands of years and they haven't even scratched the surface yes. of how much vibranium is in that country so yeah that was so cool to me to see and it it, it really opens the doors to like. Marvel is not interested in making vibranium, um, you know, limited or rare at all. Like it's, it's something that yes, is, is located in only a single country, but there's so much of it there that they can do, they can do anything they they want want with it. it. And they they have so much vibranium in Wakanda that they're making everything out of vibranium. Like their trains, their, their entire transit system runs on vibranium. Um, all of their cars, all of their weapons, their armor, like, um, like at one point, uh, Shuri at one point says, "There's very vibranium all around us, like in this room, the room that they're sitting in." They're like, "Yeah, the entire room is made out of vibranium, basically." Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to see like a, a tw- you know 2018 civilization that is benefiting from like f- maybe four thousand years of of vibranium mining. <laughs> you know, they just have this endless wealth mm-hmm. of um of the uh, of the world's strongest metal. Well, uh, Captain America's shield. At least in some parts, is made of vibranium. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, there are some parts of Marvel that talked about it being made of vibranium and adamantium, which is kind of neat. Huh? It's an alloy combined. Yeah, yeah. But I think that this movie more leans on vibra- being made of vibranium. I think when they've mentioned it, they said it's only vibranium. Yeah, in the Marvel universe proper, it's been 
a little it's an alloy of both yeah which then ties it you know three major characters together right but um and for this purpose it was uh for this purpose it's that it's that so um it's cool because like iron man iron man is pretty impenetrable like he can take bullet fire and stuff like that but um to watch i mean you just chalk that up to like okay tony's a trillionaire he can do whatever he wants but like they have like you know vibranium obviously is very very expensive and they obviously have a lot of money to put up with all their all their all the tech all over the country whatever all over the city at least but when he starts like just walking like just walking directly into gunfire and then they're just uh, everyone's unloading a clip into this guy and it's it's literally it's not even like pulling his chest back like it's it's literally just bouncing he just off absorbs of him, it and he just doesn't care like yeah and, and he's taking like he takes that suit is amazing but like he takes direct like rpgs to the chest and just like he falls but right. he, he gets right back up and yeah. stuff like that so what's cool that they, they came upon vibranium because allegedly it's a meteorite that fell to earth yeah which is really cool yeah yeah it was really cool and i wonder if that's buried the, i wonder if that's the original comic no. uh i could see it being that way yeah you're our uh looker upper for the next i got episode. it i'm on research <laughs> and development but yeah, he's he's very bulletproof in that suit. Um, I really liked the ship, and you know, to talk more about the tech or whatever, it's one of the first scenes you see in the movie. They're on that ship, hovering again above like this transit. They're actually transporting, I guess, slaves or criminals. I can't. Remember. I, I, it's Nakia is is one one of the girls. Oh, it, that's on uh, the, human trafficking. Okay, it's that's, human trafficking. Okay, gotcha. uh, I mean, I'm assuming for it looked like that way. It yeah. was all women that were on. Yeah, there. so for the. I hate to say sex trade, but like, yeah, who knows what? So yeah. Um. So they're being transported on this thing, and and obviously they and she's been undercover. Drop down. Yeah. She's been undercover in this to try to infiltrate it, and then he has to break it up to. Uh, yeah. You know. Um. I think Naki is is a good character. I, I want to talk. I want to spend a whole like two or three minutes just on her. But, um. So they before he dro- obviously drops down. He literally jumps out of the jet and and falls to the earth and breaks up their whole um, transport, whatever, and throws those things that disable their trucks. It's a really cool scene. But what I want to talk about is on the ship, again, this is Tony Stark level stuff, but even maybe even arguably better than anything Tony Stark has. Yes. He it, he pulls up this like, uh, it almost looks like a war, a war room table, like in the middle of the ship. Mm-hmm. And on the table becomes a Tony Stark level, like CGI thing where he can, he can see it's scanning the earth below yes. and he can see all the trucks on this table. And, and, and then he does something that Tony Stark's never done. He picks up one of the trucks and like, like looks at the bottom of the truck and he's like analyzing it. And then he puts it back on the thing and the, the, the truck keeps driving it's on the table. It's an unbelievable like, I, it's, technology. It's so cool. And it's like, it almost looked like it's made of um, dirt. Like it's like a black substance. Um, and it almost, it doesn't even look like Tony Stark's stuff looks really computerized, but there's nothing computer that looks mm. that, that it's a computer that's creating this, but the substance looks like clay. That's on that's on this table. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it's um, almost like a three D model that yeah is has life to it almost. And that's why I, I guess maybe I use the word war room. Like it almost looks like like a, that a war room, like where you would push like armies around on a table. You know, like let's invade Norway or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was it was really cool how they just incorporated that kind of stuff. But yeah, the the virtual car scene where she's chasing him. Uh, chasing the bad guys through Korea, but she's not. She's in Wakanda, but she's driving a car in Korea. Um, as by the way, as night, uh, night, I almost a Nightcrawler, as uh, Black Black Panther is on the roof, 
uh, she has to make a turn, uh, like a hard 90 degree turn at like 60 miles an hour. And he, um, like leans over the side of the car and like digs his claws into the concrete, which helps the car spin around that turn. Um, it's, it's all really cool. So it's awesome. The whole, um, I guess, uh, yeah. And that idea of it being a meteorite that crashed the, the world, the earth 10,000 years ago is kind of rock solid as far as like the story of how vibranium happens. So yeah, pretty cool. We talked a little bit about it, so I'll just spend maybe a minute on it. But like the ethnicness of, of this movie is is so powerful to me. Like from the African garb, everyone's wearing a super expensive. I, I can't imagine how much money they spent on costuming yeah, the for this design movie. is unbelievable. Um, everyone's got this tr- traditional African garb on. Uh, the headdresses, the Af- they're playing African drums. Um, everyone's got face paint of some kinds on their faces. Um, that one guy has a, um, I looked it up finally. We had lunch today, but I couldn't remember it, but uh, lip plate is what that guy, that one guy is wearing. And it's basically like, I looked up how they did this. They basically like had him wear a prosthetic on his face and then use makeup to kind of blend it in. Uh-huh. But like, this is a real thing that that real it really exists in our world. But like, they will um, remove somebody's in African tribes. They will remove somebody's teeth uh, from the bottom teeth of your head. Wow! Um, just pull them out and then extend your lip out and stretch it out. Almost kind of like people get those. Um, gauge earrings and stuff like that but they'll they'll pull your lip all the way out and put it and they kind of stretch it over time so that you're like you literally have like a saucer like a tea cup saucer in your mouth like sure. in, your, in your bottom lip and um like he actually has a couple speaking lines which i think is like fantastic Dip- that you can speak with difficult. that <laughs> yeah um but yeah he he said um i found an interview or whatever where like he, he said it spent he spent literally hours getting into that makeup uh, the largest lip plate recorded ever was in and was in Ethiopia, uh, measuring twenty three point four inches. Jeez, that's two feet. It's in circumference, and it's seven point six inches wide. And so the circumference around uh, uh, was twenty three point four inches, but its width was seven point six inches. That's huge. It's in twenty fourteen. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, There's Jack. a fact. Real fact. <laughs> um, Here's some pictures. I also, uh, just to kind of cap off the ethnic uh, stuff that I think is so powerful in this movie, I was amazed by how much how much subtitles there are in this movie. Yeah, that uh, looks really uncomfortable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, again, I... But it was cool that they... Culture. I, I'm, 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 culture. I'm telling you, that's, that was something I learned about African culture watching this movie. I know... Look, people, I know the, the Wakanda is not a real country. I'm just saying that there were, like... There are real African things, like tribal things. Concepts. Yeah, that that were in this movie that I'd never heard of. Right. And the first time I saw him, I literally paused the movie. And I was like, what is that? And I, I looked up about lip plates and I learned a bunch of there stuff. There you go. So it was cool. Um... But yeah, there are large portions of this movie. I would say probably maybe as much as like eight or nine percent of this movie that's not in English. It's it's in their Wakandan language, mm-hmm. or it's a lot of it's in Korean. Yeah, there's a lot of Korean language in this movie, and they um, translate it. Oddly enough, uh, the two places it was filmed was in uh, in and around Atlanta. Oh wow! And in South Korea. Oh, they did go to South, they, South they Korea. They did. They filmed in South Korea. Did not film in Africa. Never filmed in, in I mean, Africa. It says the principal places it filmed were. <laughs> South Korea and Atlanta. There's a lot of, uh, a lot movie, of sa- movie filming sa- in uh, Savannah-looking areas in the... Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe pull, I'm wrong. Pull that mic in a little bit. Just oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, I, obviously not. So not Africa. <laughs> so this is not what we're watching. But they made they did a good job of making it look like uh, Af- Africa. And honestly, I know we've had like Far From Home and some other movies that have gone outside of the borders of the United States. But I didn't realize how much how tired I was of like U.S. combat. <laughs> like 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 it's always New York City right. that gets attacked. It's always you know there's something in San Francisco or you know whatever Florida. You know like there's all these different places in in Marvel that they've gone, and very rarely does it get outside of the country. And the fact that this entire movie, literally none of this movie, takes place in in America, except when they're at the UN, which is a very qu- quick scene, and the beginning of this movie, and in the middle of the movie where they have some brief scenes in Oakland, California. Right. Um, which is like 40 minutes from where I grew up, by the way. And oh, That's cool. Yeah. The, and I'll tell you one thing, too. They also filmed uh, the Agazu Waterfalls in Argentina as well. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, but... Oh, that must have been where they had the ritual. Big waterfall fight Yeah, thing, that's yeah. cool. Um, a big thing, too, I, I in all of Marvel stuff, which is really funny, before this... And I'm going to get this wrong because I'm sure there's been at least one other scene maybe in the first Avengers movie. No, that was a, that was uh, Captain America Civil War. You don't really see any other part of the world in a long shot. Mm. Uh, now, I will say this. Iron Man is in the Middle East. Yes. Um, that's how he gets basically his whole paradigm shift is in the Middle East when he realizes his weapons have created all this you know, problem. But you don't, you see basically a lot of this happening in New York, really. New York or, you know, wherever. LA at some level. Iron Man. Probably. Is he in LA? Is he in California? Yeah. I, that, I mean, Tony Stark lives in New York. I, he may have gone to LA for. And he have a house. Where's his house at? Where's his house by oh, the yeah. ocean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember where that house is at. I just assumed it was in New York State somewhere, but um, maybe not. That, anyway. I think the actual house is in California Probably. where they film it, but. Um, yeah, you're right though. I, I think you look at any of the movies and for the most part, they're going to be operating in the United States. I thought it was weird when Spider-Man went to Europe. <laughs> and that's for, true. And after this, home, after this, home. you see more, uh, overseas type things and that sort of thing. But so. no, it, it was cool. Like the, the movie, I, I would say probably 90% of the movie does not take place in, inside of the United States. And that was great. I, I loved that. So, um, yeah, um, there's a lot in Korea. There's obviously a lot in, in, um, uh, in Wakanda, I mean fake Wakanda, Atlanta, basically. Um, let's talk about like just kind of some of the themes of the movie. So there's there's actually two characters, and they're on off- opposite sides of the battle. But th- the two characters that have a lot in common are, strangely enough, and this, this will make sense in a second. But Killmonger and Nakia are actually very similar in, okay. what, in what they want. So um, Nakia, obviously on the protagonist side, Killmonger on the antagonist side but they essentially kind of want roughly the same thing with some nuance. Um, Killmonger is willing to do violence to get it, but they essentially both want to help the disenfranchised. So Nakia is really, you see it from the very beginning of the movie. The reason that they had a falling out, like Shuri calls Nakia his ex at one point. So they were dating or whatever at some point Mm -hmm. before he was a king. And they've had a falling out because he wanted to go hide Wakanda, take care of our own, don't worry about any anybody outside of our nation. And she wanted to be like, no, we need to care for everyone that needs our help. So she, she, he's, he, she basically says, there is a whole world out there that needs support, they need 
assistance and we have the technology to help them and we're not doing anything about it. Right. And she gets really upset with T'Challa about it and they have this big falling out. Because um, T'Challa's father has always been very isolationist. Yeah. Doesn't want to doesn't want to put his country in harm's way. And not that he didn't want to help people, but he was afraid of the outside world giving them problems. Yeah. All right, go ahead, sorry. So um, so we see that even from the very beginning of the movie. And then what's really interesting about the film is that when you finally get to figure out who the real bad, the real bad guy essentially in this movie is Killmonger, even though he's really only present in an antagonistic kind of way in the second half of the film because it's all claw in the first half. But in the second half of the movie, you realize... Killmonger just kind of wants the same thing. Like he he wants he's very angry. I mean, he's obviously it's a vengeance story. His father was killed by T'Challa's father, so they're cousins. Yeah. And um he, you know, he's going to avenge his father's death by killing his cousin and there's a lot of that going on, but ultimately he wants to become the king so that he can basically um take their technology and give it to like but his is more of a violent type of uh, persuasion he's of he's willing to take it to that level yeah because he knows that's how he's going to get results yeah he so he, his whole that where he and nakia would differ and disagree is that nakia wants to do it in a uh in a non-violent uh help help those who need like who are hungry that need you know um uh, protection that kind of thing and his his nuance of the same idea is let's use our technology to give like guns and weapons and stuff like that to the people of oakland california where he's from and every other place where they are oppressed and and again this is where like current events really come into you know very poignant light but um basically he's he's saying let's let's arm he's an arms dealer like let's arm the the people that need to fight and kill and take over the people who are oppressing them and so that's where he would he would differ from nakia but essentially at the core they both kind of want the same thing which is let's not hide our technology we have the best technology in the world right and we need to share that with the world he's he's coming from a, a violent standpoint and then she's the non right it's interesting the um his response to like i i do find one thing about the movie his response and people People are so afraid to go against the tradition of how someone becomes the ruler of their country. And so, like, in their minds, they're like, well, this guy is saying some things maybe I don't agree with, but he's the king. I've got to do this. And it's like this weird, like, I don't know that he had a real quorum as far as, like, a lot of people that supported him. And so they probably, at some point, I've kept thinking that in the movie, like, you know, I mean, they could just say no. I mean, there's enough of them. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't take all of them out. He had one of... uh, one of his friends kind of went with Killmonger. One, one of I want to Black say Panther's friends, Mbaku or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, he's the he's the guy from Get Out. If you've seen the movie Get Out, and um, I had to look it up the because uh, I saw I actually saw Get Out before I saw I saw Get Out a couple of years ago. But um, the main character in the Jordan Peele horror movie Get Out, yes, is the character that you're talking oh, okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he he's there's five tribes in Wakanda. He's so 20% of, of the thing is willing to kind of go with Killmonger, but he, he's the rhino like, sure. controller guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His yeah. tribe, like, I mean, he's the leader of his tribe, so I guess the tribe kind of goes with his decision. But he says, I'm all in with Killmonger. Like, I agree with him, and I'm, you know, we're doing this. Which is crazy. So, but. And, he's, and you can see, it's not, a, it's not a weird thing when he goes with, where he sides with Killmonger during that whole uprising thing. It's not surprising from a plot standpoint because earlier in the movie, there's a point where he says, I, I, Claw has done something to to hurt him. I can't remember what it is, but he says, um, 
I'm going with you on the mission to to get Claw and 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 Black Panther's whole deal is we're going to capture him. He's like, no, I'm I'm going to kill him. We're not. I think I think Black Panther says, no, I am going to kill him. But he says, no, I want to be the one to do yes. it. So you can already see, like from the very beginning of the movie, that he's very violent and he, he's, he's and he's willing to be violent. And he's he's willing to to solve things with mur- murder. I mean, killing basically, and basically he doesn't go on the mission because black Panther's one condition is I'm going to capture claw and then I'm going to bring him back here. And he's like, okay, knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go with you, but then because of a whole series of events that happened during the movie claw escapes, they get him in custody. He escapes from prison because his guys is uh, cronies break him out and he is able to get away. And then at that point, I think that's kind of the turning point for, I think it's in Mbaku if I can remember correctly, but Mm -hmm. he, um, has a big falling out with T'Challa at that point because T'Challa didn't uh, actually do what he said he was going to do. And because he didn't really like T'Chaka very much and he sees T'Challa just being T'Chaka 2.0. M'Baku is the leader of the uh, mountain tribe. Oh yeah, he's the guy that helps him. Um, You are thinking of... Keep going, I'm going to have to find him. Um, Speaking of, since you mentioned M'Baku, I really like M'Baku in this movie. He's essentially a bad guy kind of at the beginning of the movie but then turns good at the end Mbaku throughout the comics uh is actually a pretty bad dude oh really he's the white gorilla he's a bad guy yeah um and they made him they softened his character up for this they yeah made him, they made him not an enemy as much i feel like he should have gone like panther he, at some point he white you know the uh white gorilla becomes the uh the leader of of uh, wakanda he takes over a little bit wow he's part of the masters of evil Wow, wow. He's part of the Lethal Legion in the comics. I wonder uh, if they do something with that in the second movie, maybe? Maybe he com- maybe he becomes the villain in the next one. But at any rate, I thought it was so cool that like towards the end of the movie, he was he would they went they go to him for assistance. He actually saves Black Panther's life. Like cuz um Killmonger kills him in ritual battle, throws him off of that waterfall, falls to, you know, we know he's alive, but everyone thinks he's dead. And they have to go all the way to ascend to the top of this mountain. They don't even know that he's alive. They're going there for assistance. They yes. say, Mbaku, you're the only one strong enough to take on Killmonger. We need your help. Yes. And then he says, I will help you. No, I won't go against Killmonger. But by the way, T'Challa's alive and I have him right here. But if you, <laughs> if you move him, you're, you'll kill him. They give him the heart-shaped herb. He be- gets his powers restored. Sure. And then he says... Hey, go on with my blessing, but I'm not getting involved in this battle. Well, and then of course he at the end he what, comes in. What so. I find interesting about his character too, like he, um, their technology that they have is not really technology at all, but it's this crazy hard wood. Oh yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, like I mean, it's like super strong wood. <laughs> yeah, it's not vibranium, but it's darn close. <laughs> it's super strong wood. Each of those tribes kind of has like a signifying mark, like um, the the one guy's name that you're trying to look up. Like he commands rhinoceros, <laughs> like animals, like rhino, he rides rhinos. Basically. They have their own, yeah, their super abilities, yeah. <laughs> so, um, which I thought, I thought all that stuff looked really good too. But, um, um, okay, so we talked about Nakia. Um, I think Shuri is a very interesting. I so when I went to go see Infinity War in theaters, back when theaters were, you saw Shuri. Thing, Shuri came on the screen, and everyone in the theater was like, "Like, oh, Yay! cool, yeah, you know." And I was like, "I don't know who well, this she's person a super is. genius, and she's a super genius." And at some point, they're talking about Vision because they're trying to get the they're wanting to get the one Vision Soul Soul Stone oh. out of his out of his is he Soul Stone. 
or the mind gym. I can't remember which one he has in his head. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're trying to get that out of there, and she's trying to figure out his circuitry, and uh, she talks up basically questions Tony Stark, why'd you do this with it when you should have did this? And he's like, I don't know. So it shows you that she's, they're giving her a lot of uh, oh, yeah, yeah. leeway to say that she's very super intelligent. Oh, so, yeah. 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 Yeah, she is. I mean, the movie kind of alludes to the fact that she is like almost solely responsible for almost all of their tech. Yes. She's a kid, but uh-huh. like she's come up with all this stuff. Um, she is essentially kind of a young Tony Stark female yes. version. Um, so, yeah. I, she, and she's funny. Like that, that actress is just really good. Um, and uh, delivers all the, the zinger lines. But very kid-like it too. She oh, has yeah. some very kid-like thing quality because she is a young kid. She she is. There are scenes where she's, she's downright... Um, adolescent yes. and like her what what she thinks is funny um, like no one no one around her thinks her sense of humor is funny at all right um, but she thinks it's hilarious so um, yeah there's there's one <laughs> it's actually the, the scene where T'Challa becomes king where he defeats um, M'Baku in ritual battle and he becomes the king like before anyone they're invited anyone from any tribe is invited to take on the king the future king and actually become the king instead sure and, and she she goes uh like they're all doing their like you know oh oh you know like kind of ritual like African uh-huh. kind of tribal sounds and stuff and then she goes she just goes hey can we just uh, can we just get this over with and crown him king and she's like she thinks she's hilarious and like everyone's just like yeah who is this kid yeah exactly you know? so but I really like her character a lot um, Okoye is phenomenal yeah and, uh, like her it's not just combat but like some of her lines I wrote one of them down um, towards the end of the movie um, she is going head to head against. Uh, one of the dudes, one of the main dudes in the movie, I don't, it's not Killmonger. It's one of the guys that actually is from Wakanda, uh, like born and raised. I, it might've it might be the guy that the rhino guy, but, um, she goes into head to hand to hand combat with him. And he says, um, would you kill me, my love? And she says for Wakanda without question. Yeah. Yeah. And she is like, so sold out to, to her country and her people and is willing to like, just murder dudes like she is i mentioned uh you know walking dead earlier we we're talking about another person but uh uh-huh. she is michonne from walking dead oh she's don't, oh my gosh that makes me want to watch that sense. show <laughs> dude she is a perfect michonne i i've, I've read all the walking dead comics i just she, haven't michonne. seen the show oh dude, really yeah that she she is yeah, a perfect they did a good michonne, job though. of casting on that too then yeah so. that's awesome yeah i didn't know that but um yeah she, she is a fascinating character i would watch a movie with just starring her which they'll probably never do. Um, I hope she's, I absolutely hope that she's in, she didn't, hopefully she didn't die in the infinity saga movies. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't remember her character. I'm sure she's in the remember. big battle scene in those movies. Yeah, but I I have to, now that I know who she is, I yeah. have to go back and watch them. But, um, but yeah, she, she's absolutely amazing too. Um, any other like, no, I just, I, you think I think about it's great to have uh, black Panther in the Marvel universe. I think he fits in really, really well. I think there's a lot of things they can do with him. Yeah. Uh, I think that I, adding a character like black Panther also, and it's different, but it seeds the way for uh, adding different characters, like even Namor Submariner, like people like that, that, oh, are, yeah. that are big time characters in the Marvel universe, but you had to get your meat and potatoes in the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America stuff to get to, some other characters that uh, fill out the universe and are really as important, but they're just, uh, they had to get from A to B, A A to get to B. So yeah. Anyway, Um, just kind of closing thought. Like I think the movie, 
is really important from just a vibranium sense alone. Like I think that it really could open up some really cool things with vibranium, like without, without even they'd mentioned Wakanda in some other movies, but to actually show Wakanda really says we're doubling down on, on vibranium and like just what te- this tech, what it can provide for us for the world, really for tech. One of the Iron Man post credit scenes you know, has a, um, has a uh, map of different things that, uh, that uh, Nick Fury is showing Tony Stark. Uh-huh. And on the back of that map in the background, you can see a dot on a part of Africa. Yeah, it's got to be. A- that was the very first <laughs> reference to it. Like, yeah. oh, that's got to be Black Panther, blah, blah, blah. Like, but like, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it took a while for them to get that. It was years ago. I, it is amazing to Almost me. Almost 10 years before this movie would have come out, which yeah. is crazy. It is amazing to me that, um, that it, like an all-black cast, um, uh, everyone in this movie is black, except for- Except for Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. And Claw. And you listen to right? Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. All the best characters in this movie were black, and they were phenomenal. I, every every single actor in this movie is some of the best acting I've seen yeah. in, in years. I, it is so good, just so well done. Ryan Coogler does a great job writing and uh, yeah. directing, and just phenomenal. So Dude, I cannot wait for another one. Um, it it is out of twenty two Marvel movies, it's a top five for me easily. I would I would go back and watch this again and again. I know you have. Sure. Um I I'll, I'll probably watch it again in another six months or a year. I it's it's one that I'll go back to quite a bit. And I've not gone back to a lot of the other ones, but um really, really good. So um well I hope uh, we're gonna I, we're kinda running out of time, so I think we're gonna table uh what else have you been watching on Disney Plus. Um if you wanna write the show, uh, hit us up at Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. If you have an idea for us that you something you want us to review on the show or something you want to give us your thoughts on Black Panther or or honestly anything in Marvel, we'd be happy to either read your comments or play your audio file. Just again email that to Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. And we've got several ideas as far as what we want to do uh, next. I, I really like, I would honestly love to kind of change gears and do like a documentary type type movie or something next week, just to put something else out on the table. Um, I've been wanting to watch free solo for a while. So I might throw that out as an option, okay. but um, honestly, like I, I don't want to do star Wars cause we've done too oh, much, we've star done Wars. So much star Wars, but yeah. the Mandalorian documentary stuff is something we can maybe talk about and what else have I, you been I, watching? we can bank uh, um, free solo. Let's just do free solo. Okay. Let's, let's watch free solo for next time. I, I'm really excited. If you're not familiar with it, the 10 second pitch on that movie basically is um, the, the main rock in, at Yosemite that I'm blanking on the name of, um, he basically climbs it without any any assistance at all. Like that no, rock is no, not made of vibranium either. No, by the way. it is not. Uh, no harness, no nothing. Like literally, just uh, just climbs it. Just hit his body like climbs this thing. So, um, so I want to talk. I, yeah, I want to talk about the uh, the madness that you have to do to free solo a, a mountain like that. So, uh, we'll uh, go ahead and, and watch that and cover that for next week's episode. Uh, until then, have a great week and Wakanda forever. There you go. See ya.